The pattern of creatives leaving sports needs to be a wake-up call. The industry as a whole needs to be more proactive when it comes to investing in, retaining, and growing talent. Working in sports is undoubtedly a pleasure with several perks, but that doesn't absolve the industry from prioritizing competitive pay, balance, or growth opportunities for its employees. Understanding, empowering, and retaining talent is essential for a strong culture in any workplace. I hope to play a part in the solution within our industry, and I'm proud that my organization has taken the necessary steps to date. That said, I feel as if my experiences within sports have been the exceptions in the industry rather than the norm. The voice you just heard was Shabazz Khan, director of digital content for the Minnesota Timberwolves and one of the inaugural members of the Hashtag Sports Creators of Color cohort. Creators of Color is a new program that spotlights and empowers sports creatives ages 21 to 33 who identify as Black, Latino, Asian, and people of color. Work in Sports has partnered with Hashtag Sports to tell the stories behind these brand-defining creatives. The sports industry is defined by its athletes, and those athletes are overwhelmingly non-white. According to the University of Central Florida's Institute for Diversity and Ethics in Sports, 83% of the rostered athletes in the NBA were non-white, 73% in the NFL, 39% in Major League Baseball, and 62% in the MLS. Look around your office, your classrooms, your internships, Do you see similar ratios? Are the people you work with representative of the diversity we see on the field of play? It's not close. This is an issue that needs focus and attention. And these are the stories of those who are out there breaking boundaries, making a name for themselves, and showing their talents to the world despite the odds against them. But there are also systemic issues we will explore. Just like Shabazz brought up, the questions of competitive pay, balance, and growth opportunities. These problems aren't going away, and they evoke the question at the very essence of our current reality. Should I work in sports? Hey there, everybody. My name is Devin Dismang. I am the Director of Athlete Partnerships at STN Digital, and I'm also an Executive Producer and Creative Director for professional athletes, such as guys like JaVale McGee, Quinn Cook, Troy Daniels, Troy Brown Jr., and Isabel Harrison. If you're not paying attention to sports right now, a lot of people are actually leaving the sports side, especially people of color, primarily Black um, and Hispanics are leaving because they're not getting the opportunities to grow within the teams, even though they're saying like, hey, we would love for you to grow with us. But they're not offering them, you know, higher rates. They're not offering them better health options. They're not offering relocation. And in a world where the pandemic pretty much flipped the idea of, hey, you want to work in sports? Well, so do 3,000 other people. That's no longer the case. So employers are kind of like, we really need to figure out what to do to make that happen. And I think it's a big deal from a diversity standpoint that teams need to pay attention to that and really listen to folks that are there and take care of them first because loyalty is something that's hard to build. Um, But also then that loyalty is going to allow other people that look like me to want to work for you. (sighs) My favorite part of working in the sports industry is honestly being able to build up those who look like me. So when I got into a position where I was able to bring on staff or able to train up people and bring in interns, my number one thing was I want people of color. So one of the more things I'm proud of is at Golden State when I worked there is I started a production assistant program and the majority of them were people of color. I wanted a lot of diversity there. And it was one of the most diverse groups. Just give me a chance. 
As all these young creatives reflected on their journey and shared their stories, patterns became clear. The struggle to get noticed and hired is real. The side glances, the doubts, the dismissive attitudes were ever-present. As a middle-aged, middle-class white man, these conversations were yet another reminder of how different my upbringing was. I didn't have to fight these fights. I didn't have to look far for representation. It was all around me. Like me, I'm sure many of you listening didn't have to fight those fights. If we're ever going to make collective, systemic changes, we all need to listen with an open heart and mind. Hi, I'm Chanel Smith-Walker, and I'm the team photographer for the Carolina Panthers. When I first got started, so I, I, was, I was a college athlete, um, had a lot of internships. I interned with the ACC, had a lot of photography background. Um, and so I applied for all these jobs at like these big schools, Kentucky, some of these smaller schools, and I was not getting hired anywhere. Um, and I noticed a lot of like my peers, like white guys were getting hired and everything was like, you didn't have enough experience. But I did. Essentially, I was like, comparing resumes. Um, and at the time, I didn't really realize why I wasn't getting hired. A lot of the reason why I wasn't getting hired, because there was literally no one that looked like me. Like I was the first like black creative director in the SEC. I was the first in college football. Even now, there's really not, I really don't know many female, like black females that are directors in college football, let alone just in athletics as a whole. Um, at Tennessee, I was literally the only like black female in a lot of situations. Um, and so, and just even from the outside world, um, a lot of, and being just from in like a Southern school, like a lot of, a lot of the fan base didn't want to see like a black creative director running their whole football, social media, their brand, their imagery. They, they didn't want to see that. So I dealt with a lot of like just racist comments and just what me being black and being a female. And just even now with the Carolina Panthers, um, even on the sidelines, I'm still getting those like dirty looks from just like you, you have the old heads that are just been in the old white guys that have been in the industry for super long and they're not used to seeing women, let alone a black woman on the sideline. So they're questioning like how you got the job or like, like, or how, or just, do you really belong here? So you're just dealing with those things. So for me, I just walk into a room and just confident confidence. And I have that chip on my shoulder showing that like, I can do, do my job just as well as you can, even though I don't necessarily look like you. This is a heavy conversation. We aren't going to skirt and spin the very real societal issues we deal with to make them sound prettier than they are. Real life is raw, and if you let it, eye-opening. We aren't where we need to be, period, full stop. But with that truth firmly in place, there is positive momentum. There are signs of growth and progress that we can hold on to and advance from. Hey, my name is Jerron Irby. I am the Senior Social Media Marketing Specialist at ESPN. I think ESPN's a place I, c I can even speak to that I think that leadership has had, you know, thoughts and a focus on diversity and inclusion, but it is one of like many buckets that we have to prioritize and focus on. And in recent years, I think where it is on that priority le level from, you know, actually bringing in um, a very diverse team, as well as elevating diverse names instead of maybe, you know, the same few people who typically are in the room. I think that's been a little more apparent, and I think it's definitely going to take our brand further. So I'm, I'm excited that um, I am witnessing some of the changes internally specifically, and I hope to continue to see them like across not only the sports industry, but elsewhere. 
Hi, I'm Roman King, the creative director for the WNBA. Um, I've been with the league. It'll be three years in uh, February for me, um, where I launched the rebrand of the WNBA in 2019. I think the creative industry has, you know, it, it needs a little bit more help. I think we're getting there, obviously. You know, the people are actually making a conscious effort. But as a sports, you know, I work for a league that's 80% black women out there playing on the court, and, you know, and there's a very large majority of, you know, I think around 30% of them are openly queer and identify as that. So, like, you can't get more, you know, diverse than that, which is amazing to see. So as the sport that I, you know, I work for and that I love is very diverse. I think it's, you know, the back of house stuff, you know, we're working on, obviously, and, you know, and getting more people um, in those seats who can really help amplify and affect, and that's amazing. My name is Ty Carter. I am the social media coordinator at Overtime, and I am fresh out, brand new to the company, but really excited to be on board. I feel like the sports industry is doing a better job of being inclusive, and I say that because oftentimes, you know, my company um, prior to was diverse in a sense in different departments, but in my specific department, I was the only black woman on the social media team, which in a sense, you know, it, it makes me hold myself to a high standard because it's like you have to do a great job. You know, you're you're being looked upon as one, you're already a woman, so that, that can be a, a disadvantage in itself, but two, you're also an African-American woman. So I took a lot of pride in um, my work and wanting to do things properly and correct, but something that I see more is women in particular and black women wanting to help the next person. And I think that's where the inclusion comes along and even um, other minorities and ethnicities, you see them more and more in this space. So I think the inclusion is definitely getting better. Meaningful change doesn't occur without a plan of attack, but all too often the people making and implementing the plans aren't the ones living with the problem. These young creatives are the ones dealing with inclusion issues, facing racist remarks, and a lack of opportunity. So who better to share their thoughts on the changes that are needed? I've wanted to create a program for young, for minorities, whether they're in middle school, high school, or even like recently graduated, even college. It's like a program to where they're exposed to these resources um, to create content, whether it's like videos, photos, graphic design. Because I know I, even though I went to Elon and I was an athlete, there are a lot of schools that don't have those resources like creative media programs. They don't have the Texas, the Nebraska programs because a lot of them can't afford to go to those big schools. Creating a program where you're exposing HBCUs to have those resources resources to be able to compete with those 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 kids who are able to afford to go to those bigger universities because I, I noticed that's where a big gap is is you have these really big power five universities that you my some minorities mainly white people can afford to go to those schools but I know if I was on a volleyball scholarship I would have been at a very small probably community college wouldn't be able to afford a Mac computer or a, a, the newest Canon camera to use or the new lenses so I, I would want them to create a program that helps fund kids who really don't have the resources to be able to buy those equipments. How you doing? My name is Christian C.J. Deer. I'm a senior producer at Fox Sports, and I produce this Shannon Sharp's podcast, Club Shay Shay. I just feel like the, the problem is, is that 
you have talented people across this entire country, across this entire world. And the ones that are able to make it just have opportunity. They have resources. They have things that allow them to advance in life and in their careers. And so I just think just being exposed and having the ability to utilize that, you're going to be able to create new producers, new editors, new visionaries, new people that can enter into the space. So I just feel like it's more of opportunity and resources. So if I was put in that position, I would just advise them to create structures or create places where people can attend low of charge, free of charge, where they can be able to have access to cameras, editing softwares. And then you will start to see some really beautiful things get created because they have the hard work, they have the drive, but they just don't have the access. You're throwing 200 million to an organization. That's great. But you have 10 or 15 black staff members in your house that you're not throwing money to, you're not taking care of, you're not providing opportunities to. Something as simple as, hey, we wanna we wanna help you in your growth, or maybe they need to go to school or they want to take manager training because a lot of teams don't even offer that, right? That was like a big miss for a lot of teams till recently. They're like, oh, we don't really mold our managers to say, hey, you're good with people. I think you could be a manager. And then that's really it. Like there's nothing else. So I, the first thing is take care of your house. In this episode, we shared just a few of the stories behind the inaugural Hashtag Sports Creators of Color cohort. There are 33 members of the inaugural cohort, all with amazing stories and backgrounds. To learn more about these industry changemakers, go to creators.hashtagsports.com. Also, if you know of someone who is worthy of inclusion in the 2022 cohort, nominations and applications are open at creators.hashtagsports.com. I have already nominated former guest Sean Deloney, Associate Director of Content for the Phoenix Suns. Who will you nominate? Thanks for listening. I appreciate all of you.